Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I'm Shauna Sumawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Rebecca Bell from IQVIA join us. Rebecca, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So yes, I'm Rebecca Bell. I'm an Associate Director of Global Sales Enablement at IQVIA. And I've spent a lot of years in uh, sales, in communications, and in marketing. And um, I bring all that together in my role at IQVIA. And some of you may never have heard of IQVIA. I certainly hadn't before I started talking to the company with a view to moving here about eight or nine months ago. Uh, But IQVIA provides uh, data as well as a lot of technology services to pharma companies. So in today's uh, current climate, it's probably in a very, very relevant space to help those life sciences and pharma companies help to achieve better outcomes for patients. So my role is um, looking to help develop the team and the capabilities and solutions that we bring to our customers. So really help the sales teams um, understand the capabilities as well as um, ensure that we follow the right sort of sales processes and help them to develop their sales practices as well. Fantastic. Rebecca, I'm so excited you were able to join us. Um, And, you know, we've known each other now since the sales enablement soiree in Europe last year. So I'm excited to get the chance to talk to you again. Thank you for joining us. In a recent LinkedIn post, uh, you had actually talked about uh, your experience primarily working remote for the past year, which, you know, as you mentioned just a moment ago, and in today's current climate, um, that is a very important topic for many companies as they transition to remote work. So I would love for you to give our audience uh, some of your strategies for collaborating with your team and cross-functional partners virtually. Yeah, it's a really interesting one because um, I actually started working remotely probably about six or seven years ago. And I suddenly found it incredibly stressful being in an office. And it really is about what your personality is like. And although I may come across as being relatively gregarious and extrovert, actually, I really like quiet time. So in my working practices, I really like to be able to dig in to be able to focus on um, what I'm working on and I don't like to be distracted and although we have lots and lots of calls of course we all do in virtual meetings the opportunity to work um, remotely has enabled me to do that but I understand that not everyone's the same so to your question you know how do you um, enact the right strategies to collaborate for um, across the team and also with all the people that I help and work with uh, uh, in my working day it really is about understanding how people like to work and some people find it really really difficult to be on their own and and we're finding that and some members of our team are really finding the move to remote working quite challenging whereas others like me um, enjoy that time and so I think it's about conversation it's about communication and it's about understanding how people like to work Um, I think the thing about um, our technologies these days is we're always on, we're ever present. Um, And it's almost overwhelming to sit at your uh, desk and to look at your laptop and see the IMs coming in, the number of emails coming in, number of calls, um, text messages. And I think the, the thing to understand is that everybody is different. So there is not one strategy to collaborate with your team. It's about trying to spend the time understanding 
understanding how people like to work. We've spent some time in Ikevia, and many of you might have done this um, in, in, in your own roles, doing things like disk profiling, where you really understand what the key drivers are behind someone's personality. And so we've applied this across our team, and we understand that some people are more analytical, some people are more extrovert, some people love to talk, some people like silence. And doing things like that can really help you to understand who's in your team and how best to get out of um, the, the kind of loop of getting um, work done across your team when everybody's different. Absolutely. I love that, that you guys are taking that into account for all of your employees. Now, I want to talk a little bit about how sales enablement practitioners should go about effectively delivering programs in this new remote workforce. You know, I think our audience could could really use from, you know, a few just actionable tips from from someone who's been in the space and doing it for a while now. Yeah, and it's it's super interesting. I spent nearly um, 10 years at Cisco um, and they, as you would imagine, have huge amounts of technologies and quite a forward thinking kind of view on how to collaborate and how to enable a very diverse workforce. And going to different companies and working with different companies, both as a consultant and now moving into Ikevia, I really understand that the culture of the organization will really determine how the sales teams react. In Ikevia, we have quite a lot of salespeople who still um, primarily visit sales teams face to face uh, or customers uh, on site. So um, it's quite challenging for them to suddenly be having to do their customer meetings and conversations remotely rather than um, visiting the customer in their premises. And so what we're trying to understand is, you know, how do these guys like to um react like to receive information how do they like to get tips how do they like to access information in real time and um certainly the the culture in in ikevia and the company that that i'm in right now um suggests a few things number one you know whilst we all live in email people hate email um and they don't like to have really useful information buried in email that's for sure they actually uh, like to uh, behave and to interact with short form messaging and communication, be that text messaging, for example, or IM or similar. So trying to really adapt to the fact that people like information in short, sharp bursts in this company is really important. So as far as we're looking for, you know, an actionable tip is, you know, don't just kind of chuck a ton of information at people because they'll really really struggle to consume it um the the other thing i think is another tip for working with a remote workforce is really focus on that feedback loop um you know this kind of one-way dissemination of information and and sending a lot of stuff out or putting loads of information into your learning repositories or your content repositories uh, that really won't work as regards understanding what your field needs and so we're trying to spend quite a lot of time listening to feedback and sometimes it's a bit awkward to get people to start responding but you have to be repetitive and you also have to be very responsive so when people do ask you questions setting yourself a really really tight SLA for getting back to people makes it clear that you're there for them and that you're listening so I think listening to feedback is the second one 
I think the third one is really finding the water holes. So where are your salespeople hanging out for information? Um, how are they communicating amongst themselves? And to whom are they going for insights? And it's not always what you think. Um, we're at the moment doing a transition from a primarily, we're a primarily Microsoft house. Um, and the majority of that is to do with kind of compliance and you know the need for um, very careful compliant communication um, and sh sharing of data um, so we're not necessarily heavily cloud-based in a lot of the solutions that we use um, and what we find then is that we've had a very kind of standard approach to communication in a lot of ways so a lot of email into people's inboxes and um, we've used Skype for a lot of years in this company we're now transitioning to Microsoft Teams um, which um, I, I must say I'm super impressed with it as a uh, uh, a platform for communication, for a platform for content sharing and for getting uh, projects moving really fast across multiple teams and people. So we want to try and use that as a kind of watering hole for our salespeople. And we understand that it's going to take a bit of change management to get them there. But um, that's, I think, the third area that I would suggest people really need to focus on, you know, find the watering hole understand how and and why people would want to communicate with you there and then the fourth area really is around innovation you know the biggest enemy um, to successful programs is we've always done it this way um, and particularly in um, a, a virtual world I think people um, as they have in their own um, consumption of media are really transitioning fast to short sharp information for example more use of video and so we're transitioning away from very heavy uh, documents you know I, I was reading a FAQ that I found online which has 32 pages and um, I was imagining that none of our sales team would particularly like to trawl through that much content so really finding innovative fresh ways of imparting information to our sales team is very important so just to summarize those four areas um, as kind of tips, actionable tips for the team. Um, number one, keep it short. Number two, listen to feedback. Number three, find those water holes. And then number four, innovate. I love those four tips. Those are perfect, Rebecca. Now, you know, I kind of want to round out this conversation, uh, you know, with regard to remote work, um, but also a lot of the, the recent climate changes. How do you think that those will impact sales activity long term? And, you know, more importantly, I think for our audience, how do you think sales enablement can help address those changes? Yeah, I mean, this is so top of mind for me at the moment. Um, last week, I was meant to be in Orlando at our global sales conference, which not surprisingly, like so many of our um, uh, peers, have had their events cancelled uh, or postponed. So that event didn't happen. So we've had to pivot as a team um, to a virtual conference format, and we'll be executing upon that in about one month's time. Um, now it's tiring for the team. You know, we, we were focusing on getting a, a, a big global, um, physical event, uh, executed. And now we're having to almost, uh, start again on a, on a completely different format and learn a different format as well. And so I think there is a very important role. In fact, Enablement is more important than ever in that. 
um, that we've got to work to assist our salespeople through what will be a transition that we don't know how long this will take and we don't know what the world will feel like or the sales practice will feel like um, once the immediate crisis of this pandemic is over. I can only imagine that it will affect and change things um, in some ways for good and therefore I think the practice of sales enablement um, both will need to change. I expect there'll be far fewer physical events moving forward and people will have found solutions for problems like big sales conference just as we are right now and um, they'll have to find a different solution or a different set of ways of doing things and I think if those are successful it might change things forever so right now I feel like sales enablement is really really relevant to the uh, success of the company moving forward I thought we were anyway but now today with all that's going on in the world I feel like we're even more relevant because we're having to find solutions and new solutions for problems that didn't exist a few uh, weeks or months ago so I think that's really important I think there's a second thing that um is really impacting how we enable, which is tone of voice. Um, I don't know about you, but I've had a ton of email into my inbox from every single person I've ever signed up to or, you know, accidentally um, registered my email with. And they've all got some comment to make or some of them are trying to make um profit out of uh, this terrible situation we find ourselves in with this pandemic. And I think most companies need to think very very carefully about their tone of voice right now you know it's not appropriate to be profiting out of a crisis um, we should be helping our customers of course that doesn't mean that the sales process ends and that no one's um, relevant um, or ready to buy and certainly in the healthcare sector which I'm part of uh, that IQV is part of there's still sales conversations happening every single day so things have not stopped at all but I think we need to really be careful around the tone and how we um, encourage our salespeople to have appropriate conversations with their their customers and their prospects right now because the hard sell feels like wildly inappropriate right now. So yeah, I'd, I'd just summarize on those two points. We've never been more relevant um, than we are today, but we need to encourage and help our salespeople to make this transition. And that also includes being careful and subtle about the messaging and the approaches that they use to their prospects. I, I couldn't agree more, Rebecca. Um, thank you so much for, for touching on that, that definitely timely but sensitive topic with us. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.